Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hardcore Podcast. This is your host, Romy Ajay, and in this podcast I will be chatting to dancers from all over the world, from students to professionals, talking about their journeys, experiences, challenges and everything in between. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the underscore hardcore underscore podcast to stay up to date with all things podcast related and without further ado let's get on with the episode hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast in this week's episode i'm joined with patricia joe hi patricia hi how are you yeah, I'm good. I'm really excited to be here chatting with you. I'm excited to have you on. This is a funny full circle moment. Um, yeah, it's funny. I just I'm, <laughs> let's get straight into it. Um, yeah, sounds good. So we'll start with a quick fire round. So first of all, how old are you? I am 29. 29. And where are you currently? This can be anything like you can take that question however you want. I am currently in my flat in Hackney in London. East London gang, rise yes, up. East London, <laughs> we love East London. We, we do. <laughs> um, and moving on to what is your least favourite ballet step? Uh, I was thinking about this. I think it's Gargouillard, mm-hmm. mainly just because I don't actually know how to do them properly, I think. Like, I don't know if my teacher actually taught me how to do it. Mm-hmm. so when I have to do it I don't really know what I'm doing if that mm-hmm. makes sense and that you is like do- I'm just like uh I just like flail my legs around and then it's like it's like fine but I'm also like I don't like that I don't actually know what I'm doing yeah um, so yeah. team Gargate. yeah I think so yeah it, I, yeah <laughs> it's hard because I I like to think that I don't dislike any of the steps but like I just yeah. don't even know what that step is so that's why I'm like a bit mm. wary yeah I think that's why like most people don't like steps is if they just like don't really know how to do them properly yeah yeah and then it's just like not really you're confused and you're (laughs) like is this I don't know what this even looks like does it look close to what is it meant to look like this yeah yeah just who even knows flailing legs around yeah um and what is your favorite piece of choreography can be something you've seen or something you've performed (laughs) Uh, that's a really hard one Mm -hmm. I would say it can be it can be two pieces it can be one you've done favorite one you've seen up to you like what Mm -hmm. have I done or seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) um no thoughts yeah literally (laughs) none of them no that's not true um uh, actually, yes. This is maybe not where you thought this might go, but mm-hmm. Balanchine's Diamonds is like my okay. favorite piece of choreography that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I think mainly because the music mm. is so beautiful. And I remember when we were performing it, I was doing emeralds, rubies, and diamonds. So it was a lot, but like being so tired but then having the orchestra play this music like pulls you through because it gives you so much energy of like I want to do this Mm -hmm. and I think that speaks a lot about like how important the music can be for people um so I would say that plus it's just 
yeah, it's just beautiful. Everything about it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say that. Nice. Yeah. No, Balanchine comes up quite a bit. I feel like emeralds has come up a few times. Mm, Just jewels in generals. Yeah. Um I was gonna go maybe like petite more, but that one there's like props involved, which is like always a little stressful. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I I generally am like, don't give me a prop. It's not <laughs> risky, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. Props. Just add a bit of stress that we don't need. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what is your favorite leotard or like piece of dancewear? I am going controversial. I don't really enjoy wearing leotards. <laughs> so I would say unitards are my thing okay um I do love like a black unitard just like mm -hmm. where do you get them from because I'm on the um, <laughs> so I am a fan of set active which is this like I think it's an LA based brand yeah um they do a lot of like active wear but they make like a sport bodysuit which it's not like the most beautiful but it just like fits really well and like feels good Mm -hmm. um and then actually I recently got one from Oisho this is not mm -hmm. sponsored but um I got one from there and it actually like fits really well and it has this like beautiful like cut out back so yeah I'm mm -hmm. really trying to channel like I don't know like Gelsey Kirkland yeah Natalia Makarova like 80s 90s vibe yeah I do love that in the headband Oh yeah, I, I haven't gotten to the headband, but it's, I want to get into the headband yeah, like, they just don't want to like stay on my head my hair is very slippery uh. So we're starting from the down. Hard one. Okay. You're working there. We're fine. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, and what is your favorite food? This is a really tricky one, but I'm gonna say, even though I never eat it very much, sticky toffee pudding. Mm. Okay. Nice. SCP Great choice. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love <laughs> it. Um, let's get into your journey and talking a little bit about like where you started how you got into dance how you got into like professional training um and what did that like journey look like then going into like company we talking about pre all that great sounds good um should I just go into it yeah and then wow. I might I might unpack it I might I'll okay be like, oh. <laughs> I'll pack it a bit. Stop me once it gets to like the third novel. Um, so I actually I started dancing probably around like eight years old. I used to go with my sister to like it was like our community recreation center, and we just did everything. We did like tap and lyrical mm -hmm. and jazz. And at the time, we were like doing Chiquetti syllabus. So. I, I think I also did like acro at one point, like I literally did everything. Mm -hmm. um, but we weren't really like doing it very much. Like we'd probably go like once or twice a week. Um, and it was just, I think something to do basically because my mom didn't want us to watch TV at home. So she was like, I need them to like go and do something. Mm -hmm. um, but my sister actually really loved dancing and she she has like the longest limbs that have like ever existed and I'm always really jealous but she was like a super hard-working dancer and I being the younger sister was kind of just like there and I didn't really enjoy it like I wasn't really like 
applying myself. Like I was not paying attention. I was just like there to talk to my friends. Um, but I think because one of the teachers saw a lot of talent in me, he started like pushing me to do more kind of like um, competitions and stuff. And mm-hmm. I know you guys don't have these in the UK, but like in the US, there's these like big conventions kind of like dance moms vibe yeah oh. where it's like yeah you like go to nationals and then you like go to las vegas and then you dance around in these like hotels with like carpet on the floor and there's like someone on the stage yeah. yeah it's like crazy um but so i started doing a little bit more of that once i was like 10 11 um and weirdly like i would always end up winning prizes even though like i literally could not apply myself like last my mom would like move all the furniture in our living room and like force me to practice and I'd be like it's fine like I don't need to practice like I'll still like do fine and she's like just she was just like could not believe like how little (laughs) process yeah but I think because I was just like everything quite came quite easily and like naturally to me so it was just like whatever Mm. um but strangely I think like when I turned 13 or like just before that I was like doing a lot of like these competitions and stuff because my Mm -hmm. teacher wanted me to and my mom was just like okay this is like too much we want her to be an academic person like a doctor (laughs) or lawyer like classic Asian parents and so one year when I was in China visiting my grandparents she's like oh you know what will be great like we'll send her to the Beijing Dance Academy we'll find like a really strict teacher um and have her take these private lessons to basically like make her hate dancing so she doesn't want to dance anymore (laughs) um yeah oh my god (laughs) so I'm (sighs) there like I go to the Chinese or the Beijing Dance Academy um and they're like yeah no worries American kids are like always so overconfident we'll like knock that out of her and weirdly like I think being there and seeing what classical ballet actually is Cause like, I didn't even know that Sleeping Beauty was a ballet. Like I like did not know what ballet really was. Yeah. Um. So taking, I took like five or six, maybe like private lessons. And there was also this like professional student that was in there with me and she would kind of like do the lessons with me. So I could kind of like see, I guess what I was supposed to be like trying to achieve. Um. But weirdly, because it was so, I think like strict and like so precise on like what I was trying to achieve Mm. I just like fell in love with ballet and I was like oh my gosh actually I really want to do this and like three lessons in they call my mom and they're like we want to keep her at the Beijing Dance Academy like she's really (laughs) talented and my mom is like what is happening like not at all (laughs) not her plan (laughs) it did not go to plan um (laughs) so my mom like didn't yeah she didn't end up letting me stay there because I think like they don't really take their academics very seriously over there. And it's like really just about dance. And I don't think I would have thrived in that environment. Mm-hmm. But um, so I came back after the summer and my parents were still a bit like, uh, not sure, but I ended up doing like a regional performance of the Nutcracker and the Cavalier was um, Russian. And he was like, oh, you know, you should like maybe try to audition for the Kirov Academy and like go for the summer program. So like a few months later, I go to audition for the summer program. um, And like, I'm literally just fully like imitating the people around me because I still like have no idea really what's going on. Um, And like midway through the audition, they like called my mom aside and gave me 
I think they like gave me a scholarship for the summer program and accepted me for the year round program. And my mom was just like, hold on, like, we don't even know if we want to do this yet. And like Russians being Russians were like so dramatic. Like if you don't let her dance, it's like a sin against God. And my mom was just like, what, what is going on? Why is this world Chaos. that we've gotten into? Oh, um, so we went down to like, slope. Yeah, we basically, I ended up going for the summer and then like, I ended up staying there for my, that was like my core ballet training. Okay. Um, but I just had to like, make sure that I kept my grades up. So I always had to have like, basically like a perfect grade point average or my mom was like threatening to take me out of school. Um, but to be fair, I think it was good because, you know, like so many people get injured. So many people actually don't decide to dance. So it was like, good to have that in my back pocket mm-hmm. um was that hard yeah it was, was that it was, like yeah quite a challenge? Hard. I mean I think like the first few years it wasn't so bad um but mm-hmm. it was kind of like the last year when I started going to more like competitions and stuff I still mm-hmm. had to like keep up with all my schoolwork while I was away so like literally at Pre-Luzan like I don't remember actually dancing very much like I remember doing like my history homework oh my god okay (laughs) by myself um so it was all right but I would say like mainly the thing that I found really hard was like initially going there and keeping up with like my ballet classes Mm -hmm. um because I I think I was almost 14 when I went and I was put in like the lowest level with like the people that were like 10 okay yeah Um, not- which was good but yeah. like because I just like didn't really know any of the basics or anything so mm-hmm. I ended up I was only in that class for half a year and then I like kept I would like move up a level every half a year okay. but it was just like so I just remember when I moved up to like the second like this kind of second level yeah um, like the teacher literally stood at the bar and just like yelled at me for like weeks like just at my spot and that was like really hard and I remember like complaining to my mom all the time and she would be like no that means like the teacher really likes you like they're obviously trying to like help you and you know they're paying attention to you which is shows that they like want you to improve but I think like as a young kid and you're just like trying to like you know remember the combinations and then it was just like a lot at once but I do think it gave me like a very good mm-hmm. education. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I did that for four years. The last year I ended up doing like, I did like the Beijing Invitational, like I can't remember what it was called. It's like the choreography or the in- international competition. Yeah, a co- yeah, I've heard of that. Um, which was really lovely. And then I did like, YGP in Paris mm-hmm. and then um and then I think the third thing I did was uh Prix de Lausanne mm-hmm. and I think because I was never like going there to win anything okay it was always like a surprise when I did win something mm-hmm. um and I think it, it luckily like I didn't have that much pressure because it wasn't like I was I don't know like my school didn't really care very much like we didn't really rehearse that much for anything um so it felt like less pressure I was kind of just there to perform and like do my best and like meet people um so it was always like a very nice surprise but basically Prix de Luzanne ended up 
leading to like an apprenticeship at the Royal Ballet, mm-hmm. which is where I went after I graduated. Um, and I was there for a year as like the pre Luzanne dancer, which is kind of like their version okay, of yeah. apprenticeship, mm-hmm. um, which was really lovely, but very intense, I think, especially coming from like not a very long. That's what I was, yeah, going to say like going from a school, I mean, like, because you were at the Kirov Academy for, that was like the majority of your ballet training. Yeah. To then do like pre Lausanne, you know, I'm sure with, there's like an idea of like exposure mm-hmm. to companies, other schools. How old were you when you did it? I was 17. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So still quite young. I had just turned 17 actually. Okay. Because it would have been in January and I, my yeah. birthday was in October. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we go like straight into what is deemed, you know, the top, one of the top or the top ballet company in the world. Mm. Was there a lot of, like, did you feel a lot of pressure going into that? Like, did that, I don't know, was there ever a point you were like, oh my God, like, did you ever doubt your pit, like the fact that it kind of just, like happened that way did you ever like what was your thought mindset or like have you always kind of just felt quite I don't know that you just you let it happen I don't know so yeah if, some people that would yeah, I don't know in that way I, I think that like is exactly how it felt like I think because I I don't know I, I think like because when I was 13 I made the decision that like I love dancing but like I don't think I ever really like imagined in my mind like oh I'm gonna be a star and I'm gonna go to these prestigious companies Mm -hmm. it was very like oh great like I got a job at the Royal Ballet like I know it's like a lot of people's dream like and I guess I thought it was my dream because that's what everyone's dream is but like I Mm -hmm. just I was literally just there like okay so that's how it felt you felt like it just like like, led to that yeah um and I think it was like a very formative experience and I think like a really important experience in my life Mm -hmm. um but I think also like looking back on it, like my school, as much as I loved it, did not at all prepare us for being yeah. in a company, yeah. like not at all. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you're like in school, you're doing like principal roles. They're not trying to teach you how to like be in the court of ballet at all. Um, so mm-hmm. I think like going there, mm-hmm. there was definitely like a lot for me to learn, but also like within company hierarchy and then also I think just the fact that like being in a space where it can be like quite competitive but also mm-hmm. I don't know like I think it can feel like that in school but it's obviously like very different in a company yeah and there's just like no one that's there to help you or like mm-hmm. you know I think you kind of left out quite, on your own a lot more yeah okay. so I think it was that was quite difficult coming from like also like a really small school where they yeah. like kind of more like nurture you and make sure you're like fine um mm-hmm. so I do think like in a way that was really difficult and was like the main thing I was learning mm-hmm. um but I do like looking back feel like super fortunate that you know I got to like stand behind like Marianella or like Tamara Rojo or like just like be at the bar with like these like super famous dancers and see how they work in class and everything um Mm. so like I do think I learned a lot I learned I think also that like it wasn't really the right 
place that mm-hmm. I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think it was, but I think it was like a good, it was like a good first step in the way that it was like really difficult, but also that it was like an English speaking country within okay. Europe that kind yeah. of was like a nice link to yeah. move into like another company. Yeah. 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 Like you didn't feel too isolated in, I guess, like, cause the fact it was, still, you know, yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And I felt like I had, I like knew, a, well, I knew like one person in the school, but I ended up like becoming friends with some of the people in the school. And then obviously like in my bay, like little dressing room area, like mm-hmm. um, I became friends with like Elsa who doesn't dance there anymore. And like Akane, who's now like a big star and like Frankie mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like, cause we were all similar age. Um, At the time, yeah. Yeah. It felt like, I don't know, like I could still probably like chat to them about things and it would kind of be like, like we'd like known each other for a yeah. long time. Um, we so go I through a lot as well together. Lot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I feel like any, like with ballet in general, like you could spend a year like working with someone, especially if you like work, you know, beside them every day, yeah. just the things you're going to go through in like one year yeah working in the company yeah you're going to be able to hang on like to that experience yeah for sure I think yeah because you just spend so much so much time together every day um so yeah I think like that I think that was really lovely to have those like relationships with people that have been there and like kind of know what's going on Mm -hmm. because when you're new you're just like yeah figure everything out yeah um especially not coming from the school I think I can imagine that's like would have been hard because I mean usually everyone else comes from the school yeah and I think like I think every year they do have a pretty Lausanne dancer Mm -hmm. but the majority of the dancers that do move up into like the Ob Jensen program that they run there's like you know it's like four from the school each year so obviously you're gonna have this like group of people that have been together yeah a good chunk of time yeah and to be fair I think like I've spoken to I guess only like two other pre-lose and dancers that had gone on to dance at the royal and I think they've they had similar experiences to me where they think they had like quite a hard time um like adjusting but I don't know I always find like obviously I don't wish to have like hard experiences but I do feel like (laughs) they do push you to learn a lot absolutely yeah Um, and also like about yourself Mm -hmm. um which I do think is like an important thing that we have to do in life even though it's not the best yeah (laughs) during the time yeah Um, but yeah so I was there for a year Mm -hmm. um and I think like kind of closer to like midway through I I had gone to talk to Monica because it was also her last year okay so she yeah um and I was kind of like oh like no one's really said anything about whether I'm staying or not Mm -hmm. um but I think they wanted to hire Mayara from the school okay um so I was like cool I guess I'll go audition um (laughs) and so literally like the next weekend I went to Berlin yeah um I think it was like the first audition I did okay yeah and it was insane there was like 300 girls there auditioning for like one job essentially 
and it like it was honestly like insane I think we were like broken up into like multiple classes and yeah. then I think we did the bar and then we like all came together for the center um and they basically offered me a job on the spot and I was kind of like not prepared for that so yeah. I was like oh I have some like other auditions so I'm just gonna like wait until those are done and they were just like shook by that <laughs> I love the comp just like yeah I'm just gonna wait yeah I'm just like I'm not just sure yet wait to see um <laughs> I'm just like you know what you gotta keep your options open but like um I ended up obviously like going there yeah <laughs> five years <laughs> wait so did you actually wait like wait to get back to them yeah I did love that <laughs> they, they had to wait around they had to I'm just like it's I think it's funny that actually I did that as a younger person because I feel like that does take like quite a lot of audacity it does yeah well it takes like Um, a bit of a bit of strength a bit of confidence like yeah well because I guess it's also like you know you've already arranged other auditions Mm. like I'm already Mm. flying there so like you know it's like what's the point of going if I'm already like oh I've already said yes to this other job yeah so um it was I didn't make them wait that long but that's fine yeah I mean, so I'm just okay. going and yeah yeah so I when I first went it was like Vladimir Malakov who was uh the director which I think was like one of the main draws I had to it because it was like oh I went to Russian school like I felt like that mm-hmm. resonated with me a lot more than like the English training so okay. I was like great Russian director like I'll go there um and to be fair I actually like I think I did enjoy the work at the company when I like initially started, but it wasn't until like Nacho came two years into when I was there that like I started actually like getting to do really interesting roles and we started doing a lot more like contemporary work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really like opened my eyes to like what kind of dancer I actually want to be because it gave me a lot more opportunities to like learn different things and move my body in different ways. Mm -hmm. um yeah which I think was like really inspiring and eye-opening yeah yeah was it weird like I guess the not weird was the transition I guess from Royal to Berlin and now you know going into a company like was everything done in English like um the majority did you have to learn German like did did. you learn German okay yeah I did have to learn German the majority of it was in English but there was like one one ballet mistress who basically like refuses to speak English I think because she doesn't have good English so like she just doesn't want to speak it um she she was like in charge of all of like the corps de ballet stuff basically so like the majority of my time was trying to like understand what she was saying Mm -hmm. um so that took like a little bit but like when you're in the court of ballet there's only so many things they're yelling at you at and it's mainly like you're not in line so yeah got that one pretty quick um <laughs> but yeah I think it was I think it was definitely quite a transition moving to like a non-English speaking country mm. um especially I think like Germany and like especially like West Berlin at the time it's definitely been like way more become more international in the last like five eight eight to five years five to Mm -hmm. eight years um 
but I think like at the time really not a lot of people spoke English so it was like definitely felt a lot more foreign okay um but yeah I I think it was like the right choice for me at the time to go there yeah that's good that's good um was it like at the beginning because of two years you were there and you were like you enjoying it mm-hmm. um but what was it like when you had a transition of director because I guess like it's interesting to hear like what it's like being in a company while the director changes and yeah. staying there because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people when there's a director change often there's always a you know chunk of people that might leave or go off wherever they're going or yeah the new director isn't the biggest fan like yeah. it's always hard to know because it's so up to the director so like how like what was that yeah. experience like with the change yeah um, I think um I think for me it was I was like welcoming the change yeah um I think mainly when Vladimir was there he was still kind of like dancing and like kind of trying out of that okay it was kind of a weird time that I think like we ended up doing some rep because like he wanted to dance in it not necessarily because you know it would be great for the company to do yeah um so I think I was excited it was definitely interesting that like when Nacho came he did bring like a handful of his dancers that he'd worked with before um so that was like I think we were trying to figure out like how that dynamic was going to be yeah um but I I think because during Vladimir's time like I did some stuff but like I don't think he really pushed me very much so like I was like there's not really it can't be really be worse than what I'm doing right now if that makes sense yep um so I think I was it was like very good timing that when Nacho came I ended up doing a gala like I think it was like the end of his first year um and I became one I became pretty good friends with one of the dancers that he had brought and he was like oh you know what would like be a really great piece that we could perform is this like pas de deux of nachos from without words I'm like great let's do it so we we kind of like learned it from video slash like my partner taught me the duet and we were kind of like rehearsing it by ourselves and we were just like oh you know what like would be good we should try to like show Nacho this before we go and it was like I think it was like literally the last day of the season and we like happened to like just see him in the hallway we like grabbed him we were like can we show you this Mm -hmm. and I think showing him what we had worked on like I think he saw a lot of like potential in me that he probably hadn't noticed or like you know when there's like 80 people in a company you're not gonna just be like oh that girl would be good that random girl at the back like no swan number 20 yeah let's let's let's, see let's see come in (laughs) yeah and so um so we showed him the duet and I think he was like really really pleasantly surprised and like I think that really like ended up leading to the next year like me getting to be in a lot more of his pieces and I think the more we worked together the more he like really like trusted me with his work um and I think for I think for some people it might have been maybe not a good transition like I know yeah there's always going to be like 
a bit of like ebb and flow of like how people feel with the director yeah um but I think for me it was like a really good um period it worked in your favor yeah it was definitely in my favor um and I I yeah I ended up getting to do like a principal basically like a principal role in um one of his pieces which was like super intense um it was kind of like inspired or not inspired but like I guess inspired by these like Madrid bombings that had happened and it was um kind of like about Guantanamo Bay Mm -hmm. but we had this like giant structure that moved around the stage and we were kind of portraying these like really intense scenes of like I guess like almost torture like human suffering Mm -hmm. which I think can be really hard to watch um but it was an incredible role for me because like I really got to like delve into that like Mm -hmm. quite like a dark like sad or like hopeless kind of character which I don't know I really like resonate with like sad things for some reason (laughs) like I'm like a very happy person but anything that's like sad or like kind of depressing I'm like yes I love this like let's get um yeah (laughs) so that was great I got to do this like beautiful role in his like uh, multiplicity which was like a piece about Bach which has this really famous um like duet between this girl and Bach and she's like the cello it's like one of the most beautiful pieces of like it's like a little dance that is just stunning Mm -hmm. um and yeah I just feel like he like he pushed me a lot and would like put me in roles that that I think like some people would be like oh you know she's just like court of ballet I don't know if we should like put her there but he would just like he just didn't really care about um rank very much okay. mm-hmm. which in some ways played to my favor in some ways then like didn't because did it ever get like really care about promoting, promoting people unless they like okay complained I think okay um but like I really really enjoyed dancing his work and I remember <laughs> like at one point before I left I had like bleached my hair blonde and some of the more like classical ballet like ballet mistresses were just like oh my god like what have you done and he was like did not care he was like yeah if you dance good you can dye your hair pink like I don't care and so I was just like wow that's really nice thank you (laughs) um so I don't know I, I felt like that that at least like the change for me was was really nice mm-hmm. and we got to do a lot of like much more interesting contemporary work like um basically like the first contemporary thing or yeah I guess it's contemporary thing I did was like um we did uh Ohad's Sekis and that was like the very first contemporary thing I did I got like casted to do like the main duet bit in it and that was like I don't know I think it was just like super exciting because it just felt like anything could happen Whereas before it was very like, this is your role, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think it was, it was like a very good time. It did feel like at the end it was getting a bit too intense because I was doing essentially principal roles, soloist roles, demi-soloist roles and court of ballet roles. Like, and I was just like, this is not sustainable. This is too much, yeah. Um, But yeah I think it it taught me a lot about like the kind of dancer I want to be and I think also like 
resilience and just like pushing forward mm -hmm. um although I think like in hindsight I wish I had like um spoke up for myself a bit more okay yeah yeah I was gonna say like did you ever feel like you could like I guess I don't know like do people turn down roles but like if you feel like your work or like even just speak about like how you feel like your workload is a lot like I I just have this feeling that like a dancer doesn't say that but I mean like in a normal job people are being taught to like you know say that their workload is too much and they're not able to like deliver it by a certain date or something and I just yeah. I think like if that I just don't think that mindset really exists in ballet particularly mm. because like everything that you essentially have is like I feel like we interpret it like if every like role we're given is like a gift rather than like it being our job mm. like because it's I, I don't know if that's like the same for everyone but like in my that's like if you're casted as like you know and you want to have and that's the other thing it's like every role that you're given is an experience and it's like how do you say no to doing to being a part of like an experience especially if you like you because we're conditioned to think like oh this is we may never do it again yeah like oh we may never have the experience to do this again yeah so then I don't know then is that do you just like go just do you just do it all yeah it's it's hard, because, <laughs> it's hard because I weirdly in in company life like mm -hmm. I feel like the men are always like causing issues or being dramatic and maybe <laughs> like the girls just do their work but then yeah. sometimes there's like a few more outspoken ones mm -hmm. I think at the time you're kind of like oh, they should just like carry on with work. But I think with hindsight, I'm like, I wish I was one of the more outspoken ones because they actually get what they want. Okay. And they, you know, like I, I remember there were like people that would be like, I'm doing like all three jewels. Like I sh I'm too tired. I shouldn't be doing that. And I think like my mom used to always be like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I would always be like, no, you know, it's merit and I should, I should just like work hard and people will notice, but like people don't notice. I think like we realize that like people are just doing their jobs and like yeah. no one's really, yeah, no one's like, it's very rare to find people within companies and in positions of leadership in my experience mm -hmm. that like are really noticing people's work because I feel yeah. like, like I was like literally killing myself and I was like. I don't think anyone actually okay. knew that I was doing all of that. Yeah. Um, I And I think it was hard for me as well because I spent so many years like being in the court of ballet and like wanting to dance more. And like when I did start getting roles, I like cherished that so much. Like every mm -hmm. moment on stage, I was like, I'm going to like enjoy it and like do my best. And I, I did always like, I think because I had such a hard time and like such a long time that I had to like push to get those bits that like mm -hmm. every time I was like much more appreciative mm -hmm. of getting to have those moments mm -hmm. um that I think I ended up then unable to like speak up for myself when I was doing way too much yeah um so I think it was definitely like a bit of a trying to find like a balancing act um 
but I don't know I I it's tough because I think I remember like sometimes being on stage and just being so tired so burnt out like you literally have nothing to give yeah um but at the same time like now that I don't perform as much I'm always like oh wow I have all these memories of being able to like do all that um so I don't know I think it's really trying to find that balance of like speaking up for yourself whilst also like you know like not causing issues yeah it's, yeah there's a difference yeah. between like bringing it up yeah and like being, I guess like, complaining and being yeah. a diva and be like ah, ah yeah you know yeah. I mean. um but it is like I think that would be a hard balance especially I guess as yeah like you said like if you're not performing as much now like I guess you'd never want to look back with regret and then it's like how do you find it's like finding the point of is this something by speaking up and saying this am I gonna regret something I don't know yeah yeah I I think like the main thing is realizing that you have to be like your own advocate Mm -hmm. um and of course it's good to work hard and it's good to like push yourself but like I think at a certain point it's understanding that you have to like look out for yourself because like there's no one really doing that for you um yeah I think it's it's taken me a long time to learn that um but I think it is really important yeah so was that would you say like the point where you decided to like step away or like to leave um weirdly like weirdly that wasn't even what made me want to leave okay um I think it was like this combination that Nacho was leaving in like a year or so and he was kind of already like one foot out the door Um, (laughs) when he left it was kind of like okay if I stay here it's going to be a couple years where like no one's really in charge where nothing's really Uh. happening um and I think like at the time as well like I had been offered a job with LA Dance Project um we had done like one of Benjamin's pieces and I had gotten along like really well with the ballet master that had said it um which was like the main ballet master of like or yeah I guess you call it a ballet master of um LA Dance Project and I, I think like I had like just asked him about the company because I was like really interested in like what kind of work they did so they ended up reaching out to me in March or like February of that year and like asking me if I wanted to audition for the company. So I was just, I think I was kind of like seeing what was in front of me, realizing that I was either going to be staying at Stats doing probably like the same roles for another couple of years mm-hmm. and then having this like directorial change again and then like refiguring out what's going on or I yeah. could like go to this other company and learn new skills and do new pieces and meet new people. And I think like at the time I was very much just like, oh, I want to keep just moving my body in different ways and like challenging myself. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like definitely like the better option. I think a lot of people were very surprised. um, And like, I think especially like in the ballet world, it's very you know, the dream is to become a principal dancer and dance with this company forever. And like anything that's not that is like, what? 
Yeah, so what are you doing? Yeah, so I think people were definitely like, that's like a weird step. But Mm -hmm. I think for me at the time, I was just like, I'd never worked in a small company before. I'd never danced in the US before. Like I've never Mm -hmm. um, worked in that capacity. So I was really interested to just like, I don't know, just like shake things up a bit. Yeah. Of course. Um, so you moved to LA. I guess like that's the other thing. Like if, I don't know, like moving back to America um, and just the whole idea of mate, of like newness, mm-hmm. but also in a kind of comfortable environment. Yeah. Because it's an environment like the US was something you knew. Yeah. So it's like, I yeah, I understand that. It's interesting how, I guess like, other people's decisions like fascinate people in the sense that like to think that people would actually like to have that I don't know people have an opinion of like where like dancers go like yeah. move on from their company and I'm always just like you guys why are you why it's not affecting you yeah <laughs> like I don't know it's so or like when I hear yeah it's interesting so you moved to LA mm-hmm. um to join LA Dance Project and what was that like going from a bigger company because that's ballet's a big company yeah um yeah. to something that's quite small yeah. um doing different work different choreography in a different environment like what was it yeah how was yeah. that transition um it was definitely just like going from like black to white like it, it was like everything was completely different okay. mm-hmm. um it was, I mean, we were like 12 people and the majority of the time we'd be dancing like all day long. Um, and that was like kind of the weird thing with like being in a bigger company. If you're not in the same production as someone, like you might not see them for like a month or like longer. Yeah. Whereas like, this was like, oh, you're going to see my face for eight hours a day, every single day. Um, so that was, I guess, very different. Yeah. Um, it was also like a bit different, I think, because the year I joined, there was quite a few of us that had joined as well. Um, so it didn't feel like sometimes when you go into a big company and like everyone knows each other and you're like the only person that's new, it was like very welcoming and everyone was just like really, I think like excited to be there and like excited to be like friends with everyone, mm-hmm. which I think is like not something you get in a lot of bigger yeah. company settings. Mm-hmm. Um and I, yeah, I think also like being back in the States, it was a bit stressful because I don't drive and like, you can't get anywhere in LA without driving. Oh my gosh. Um, so I just had to like Uber everywhere. At one point I started like carpooling mm-hmm. um, with one of the dancers. Um, but yeah, I think it was like all, a lot of the performance were also like quite non-traditional, like very different theater settings and we would like tour a lot and travel a lot which we didn't do in the big company either so it really felt like it was just like a complete shift okay from from before yeah was it like a way like did you enjoy the shift yeah I did yeah I think yeah I think like because it was so different and I was finally getting to do all these things that I had wanted to do like I'd always wanted to like tour and like travel okay like I think like the first was it the first year yeah it must have been the first year like 
I've been I went to so many places even just like within the first few months like we went to like Shanghai and then we were in like um Singapore and then we went to Dubai and then we were in like south of France for a few weeks and then we went to Brazil like it was like a that lot really cool. of traveling um and so that mm-hmm. was really exciting um but yeah it was I think it was just like a yeah just like a complete shift of yeah. l- lifestyle as well as like mental okay. I had to kind of shift as well okay yeah. how did you I guess like was there any like challenges with that like I guess having to complete well yeah like you just said you had to check completely change your lifestyle LA's the way the city works is going to be different to Berlin it's completely different to London um yeah was there any like major challenge we also where were your family at this point were you anywhere near family at all no my yeah my family main well yeah they're all in China now they like my sister's in New York but I think we've like since I went to ballet school like we've always been separate okay so it doesn't feel like unnatural yeah okay um but yeah I would say like one of the biggest challenges was like traveling a lot and then having to perform okay yeah um because like I was so used to like ballet company where you're just like rehearsing 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 and then you like go dance whereas this would be like okay we rehearsed but then we traveled for like four days and then we're just gonna do like a stage run and then we're gonna just like perform and then you're just like I my ankles feel swollen like I might don't feel good in my body yeah um and you don't I don't know you just don't feel as prepared in the way of like rehearsal forever Mm -hmm. I think it actually taught me a lot because every time I would perform it would be great and it would be fine and it's like oh actually like the body knows and like you don't actually need to rehearse that much sometimes mm-hmm. um I think it like allows you to be a little bit more like spontaneous and in the moment mm-hmm. and get to not like enjoy it more but you're definitely like it I don't know it feels like a little bit risky in a way but it does like I think like I love rehearsing and I obviously I love practicing but it did teach me to be like actually I can do that I can do whatever and it's not um it's not as scary now I think it it affects the way I dance as well because I'm not about it's not about like being perfect anymore and I think it taught me that a lot it's like about like living through the movements and like investing yourself in everything and that I don't know Mm -hmm. I find it like much more exciting in a way yeah I think that's yeah that's really interesting because I think we get like if you're in a company environment and you are like doing you know especially like and it's all happening within the same space like you've got your theater across the road and you know you're in the studio you do class and it becomes like very routine yeah um but you yeah would have been interesting to like learn so much about your body and actually what it can do when you aren't in that routine yeah I think we get so stuck in routine it's like the same with like I mean, sometimes I'm still like this, but say like you don't go to class for a week or like a few days and you're like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to go because it's not going to be very good and I'm not going to be able to do my pirouettes very well. Mm. And like sometimes you go and you're just like, actually, that was pretty, it was fine. Yeah. And I think it's like, we just like underestimate like what our bodies can do. Yeah. 
yeah no that's been a massive learning thing for me this year yeah. it's interesting it's very interesting to kind of, yeah you can just think oh my god a few days of that class like ah yeah my body's not gonna be able to do anything it's yeah because okay. then I think sometimes like mentally that just sets our we set ourselves up for like failure in that way you're like, oh, Absolutely. well, it's not going to go then. But I'm like, literally no one cares. People are like doing their own thing. Um, and I think, yeah, I've, I've surprised myself a lot with just being like, it's actually there. Like we've done all this training. It's in there. Yeah. Um, you're not going to just lose it if you don't go to class for a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So moving on from LA Dance Project, how long were you there for? Um, I was there for two years. Yeah, two years. Okay. Yeah. And what, I guess, like, what was the point? Was it that you were like, oh, I'm going to, let's move on to the next, um, or just, yeah, yeah, move move out, move on? Yeah, I think uh, it was a bit of a strange one because I did really enjoy the majority of my time there. Mm -hmm. um although like when I first joined basically like quite a few classical dancers had joined at the same time um and I think they were thinking that the company was going to shift to kind of like very contemporary but also do like sorry that's okay very very contemporary but also very um kind of like highly skilled classical Mm -hmm. dancers like working together so I think it was going to be like, I don't know, Ohad stuff. And then we would do like a Forsyth duet or, you know, just like really exciting rep that we could really show like our wider right. range yeah. of skills. Um, but I think within the first year, like we didn't really do that. And I had chatted to like Ben about that because that was kind of the main thing that I really wanted to do was also be able to like use my point work. Um, and so it was supposed to happen the second year, but it didn't really happen again. And I was just kind of like, I don't know I got to the point that we were doing a lot more contemporary stuff um which was like really beautiful work but it just wasn't really resonating with me anymore and Mm -hmm. I think I was kind of not really connecting to the work anymore and I think it just made me kind of start to not really enjoy dancing anymore because I wasn't really able to like invest myself in what I was doing um so after the second year I kind of was also I think I was just like very burnt out after like doing all this stuff yeah um and I was just I think I was like I thought I was going to kind of like quit dancing I thought I was going to be like a commercial actor and just like live in LA and I don't know do like fridge commercials or something (laughs) um and then I ended up like joining the company for a tour in France um as like a freelancer because they didn't have enough people for the piece so I was like okay I'll just go and do this piece Um, but I ended up going to an open class and I don't know, I think there was something about like doing ballet at like that really intense level again. And then also like seeing people dancing and like really enjoying it outside of like a professional space Mm -hmm. really inspired me. And I was actually like, oh my gosh, I really love ballet and I really love dancing. And I think it just made me realize that I think I was just not enjoying like what I was doing anymore Mm -hmm. um and I think like it's taken me a long time to like kind of understand that like what we're told that we want and what our career is is like actually not what makes a lot of us happy Mm -hmm. and I think 
it gave me that time to kind of reassess and be like, okay, I do love dancing. I just don't necessarily love doing it in this capacity. So like, what is a way that I can still continue dancing and like trying to perform, but doing it on my own terms and doing it in a way that like, doesn't completely take over my life and, Mm -hmm. you know, like destroy my soul in a way. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I was when I left. Okay. And then, so I guess from that decision, you decided to go freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can catch like from that moment when you let, like when you, I guess like, yeah, since then, what's, I guess, been the biggest challenge stepping away from a company environment mm-hmm. to like becoming, you know, like working for yourself. Yeah. I know you've created your own works. Um, and I guess like, because yeah, since you essentially have done, since, since you did pre, you've been in a company environment where you, you've, you've always been like working under yeah. someone else. as yeah. and, um, So was that like a weird thing? Yeah, it like- was definitely, it was definitely very scary at first. Okay. Um, I think one of the main reasons I decided to actually like move into freelance and like move into more like commercial work and like dancing on film which is kind of what I've been pursuing Mm -hmm. um was that we did a it was kind of like a live action Romeo and Juliet at LA Dance Project where the whole story unraveled like throughout the theater and there was like um a steady cam that was filming us and it would be like live feed live feeded Mm -hmm. (laughs) um to the audience so that they could watch as the story was like literally happening around them and it was actually super powerful and like such an interesting experience and I I actually performed in like um uh I guess like a lesbian couple with another girl who was my Romeo um but I think it was just like amazing to see how even like an older generation like connected with that and how Mm -hmm. I don't know I think like dance on film can be so beautiful because you get to like select what you choose to show and make just like much more interesting choreography that like moves with the camera Mm -hmm. so that's what ended up kind of inspiring me to start making my own dance films and Mm -hmm. it was also kind of a weird time because I left the company and then like basically COVID hit a few months later okay so freelance wise that was like impossible because you know there was just like no work at home Um, so weirdly during that time, I started doing like Instagram lives, um, and like teaching classes online, which ended up becoming is for like a long time during COVID, like my main job and like my main Mm -hmm. source of income. Um, but that actually gave me a lot of freedom to be able to use the rest of my time, like how I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I started, um, creating my own dance films that, like the main purpose is to tell narrative stories through dance and mm-hmm. through kind of like using fashion in an interesting way to to aid in telling a story and like building a character about like mm-hmm. I guess like who this person is and like what I'm trying to say within these pieces um and that's been really interesting because I never wanted to choreograph like ever in my whole life um but I think having that time during COVID yeah gave me a lot of freedom and a lot of like 
I think time to realize that like everyone has a very valid point mm-hmm. of like coming into choreography in their own way. Um, and then I think also I realized that like I am such a storyteller. That's always been what I've wanted to do with dance. Um, and I think like I had a few things happen in my life, which like were, I don't know, I think quite specific to me, but also where I was able to like translate into films that could tell stories that people could connect with. So Mm -hmm. I think I was like, if I don't take this opportunity and I see someone else make this film, like I would be heartbroken. So I was just like, I have all this time. Why don't I just try to figure out how to do this thing that I have no idea how to do? Because like, if I fail, like no one's here to even see that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I think like COVID in a way was like really good time for me to Mm -hmm. kind of just like without the pressure of like the outside world be able to like just do my own thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's kind of where I've been now and then kind of just I I want to move more into I think more like installation work or more more dance films that bring um more like classical technique yeah um because my last two films were more like location based and there's only so much you can do when you're dancing outside or you know so I'm really interested to I think like figure out how I can navigate that space and I think my goal is to try to bring I think classical ballet more into this century Mm -hmm. and more make it more accessible for like people that don't know what dance is yeah um it's it's a very tall order but you can figure out how to do that yeah no it's definitely hard and I think that's something that I mean I was going to say our generation but <laughs> we're slightly different um it's not I don't know if it's technically the same generation but like mm. I think young people and young artists now like that's like when I'm talking to dancers it's like how can we it's not so much like well I guess it's like the idea of keeping ballet alive I mean like it's not really ever going to die but more like how can we keep it relevant how can we get it into like in front of people who aren't exposed to ballet yeah like a dancer who is already in ballet is exposed to ballet yeah in a way that's not you know boring for them like and it's oh it's so hard because I'm always like I don't know it's it's interesting like whenever I go and see a performance it's like okay well what's the average age here old yeah like what's the average demographic mainly white like what are we like kind of how can we get I don't know like how can we just make it more accessible yeah especially in London it being like such a diverse city Mm. I think there's a lot of potential for I guess like collaboration and getting dance like into I guess like more more people yeah into it to more people yeah it's interesting that like how can we how can you do that um when I don't know you're not in a position of like super high power and having money to do so yeah um I think that's um that's been really interesting because I I think film Mm -hmm 
is one of those ways because it's so accessible yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing it was it was funny. I went to see like Sleeping Beauty a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and mm-hmm. there's all this like pantomime, which of course I was like, I don't know, I I was like in this like weird time warp where I was like, oh my god, I re- literally remember learning this in ballet school and like what all these gestures mean yeah I was like for an outsider like they don't really know what any of these gestures mean Mm. um so actually one of the things that I try to do in my films is use like text Mm -hmm. alongside gestures um or at least in in Orange Tree which was like probably one of my more recent films Mm -hmm. it starts with like this whole um text that I wrote and I use gestures for each of the words and it's like in a way it's kind of like a pantomime but there's words in there that actually like tell you what it means rather than you know me just like gesturing around for like 30 seconds because people are just like what's happening yeah for the majority that's what it seems it's just gesturing around like yeah movement yeah so I think there's there's definitely ways that we can kind of like reframe Mm -hmm. and like bring things into more of like this century I think it's also like when people see things that they just like don't understand they're like I can't even comprehend and they don't try yeah whereas if you make that a little bit easier for people not by like Mm -hmm. dumbing it down but you know by I think by bringing in other elements that they might be interested in then they're Mm -hmm. like oh suddenly I've like watched this whole dance film but like you know I was just like following the story or I was just you know looking at the outfits like I think Mm -hmm. it's like figuring out ways of bringing dance in that Mm. include other mediums that like people already know so it's like yes. sneaking it in and then people then start to understand it more and then they like want to see more of it mm-hmm. um but it's I think it's easier to do that than to go like straight into a super abstract contemporary dance for- performance for three hours where you're like what is happening you know <laughs> that just yeah. like really alienates the yeah. dance knowing crowd yeah absolutely um, yeah so I think that's that's really like what I try to do and I think what like we all should be trying to do um is like figuring out that way to to not to like satisfy the already there crowd it's to like Mm -hmm. satisfy like the crowd that's like not there they're not there yeah yeah no that's I think I'd always thought about it as like music like I always think there's so much potential for like classical ballet to be set to I don't know like even more like rap I just think could be so I don't know like I every time I see like Blake works and I'm just like oh like that's not your soup like it's amazing choreography to and the music it works so well and I just think there could be like using different music that's not just yeah like what you're used to with classical ballet I think could be really interesting but I really I like the idea of fashion I'm thinking like oh just need some up and coming or even just an already known yeah high fashion brand because I mean like sometimes there are a few brands that have done stuff with the Royal Opera House yeah and I know like Chanel has done some stuff with like Paris Opera yeah I think in a film basis that like that could be like really cool yeah I mean I think there's a lot of cool things I'm like that's cool it's funny because I think it's such a like when someone says it you're like obviously that should be a thing but there's not really people doing that to like I don't know like I don't know if you know the there's like a Pina Bausch film 
where there's like all these people they're like dancing around this building and kind of like dancing outside and they're wearing these gorgeous gowns and I'm just like this is not even like connected to any time it's like completely timeless because it's just you know it's these kind of like little interactions and like stories of like relationships between people and it's so beautifully done it's kind of like an art film and I'm just like, why are brands not doing this? Because I know people, people like will connect to that mm-hmm. film that you're making and like understand your brand identity by what you show them. In if you make this like beautiful film, mm-hmm. much more than if you just make like another advert, because it's like that tells nothing about your brand identity. Mm-hmm. And like clothes, I think the way they're designed a lot of the time, there's so much thought that goes into it about like the inspirations of the collection or like what they're trying to say about who is the person that wears these clothes mm-hmm. so I'm like why don't you just make a dance film that's like narrative in a way or like doesn't even have to be narrative but that you know like conveys an emotion or mm-hmm. something because you know like at the end of the day like branding is telling a story and that's what people connect with yeah. so that's very much like what I'm trying to I'm trying to like figure out how do I get into those spaces and like make okay. it work fair how yeah. I mean I feel like that because you recently went to pa- fashion week in Paris oh, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> I was like oh, it was, that like, look, was that fun it was fun it was very stressful okay um because there was like train strikes so it was like impossible God. to get taxis because everyone was getting taxis of course and like weirdly in London I feel like fashion week can like pass and you don't really unless you're there you like wouldn't really notice it yeah in Paris it's like a thing like it's okay, like every like, you know it's there even yeah. if you're not involved yeah like I okay. like I didn't really process this because I was in such a rush and I was so worried that I wasn't going to be able to get into the show that I literally like ran in but like it was like when you see those movies of like Marilyn Monroe or like Amy Winehouse like getting out of a cab and there's like all the like it was literally it literally is that okay yeah and it's like people <laughs> being like Amy Amy like waving like trying to get people to like post was anyone like <laughs> no I was literally like no one here knows me and that's no. fine um but it was like that's I've so never funny. seen so many paparazzis like, oh my god and it was like court I don't know it was crazy um but the show was amazing and like really inspiring to see Mm -hmm. and yeah it was like it was definitely I think a space that I want to be more in because I think dance and fashion are coming close together and it's only like a certain amount of time until like that's like really a thing yep um because like I don't know even like Merce Cunningham did like collabs with like um Andy Warhol like all his Mm -hmm. set design and all his costuming was very like this kind of collaboration Mm -hmm. and I just feel like dance and fashion are just like it's the same kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. and it just needs to happen and I'm just like I just just need to get in those those spaces to yeah yeah I think also keep understanding their work yeah as well as like how I can build my work on that Mm -hmm. to make like a cohesive or like what is that that re- sim- symbiotic relationship <laughs> something <laughs> like when like fish live on turtles backs like you know that kind yeah, of yeah it's all works together <laughs> yeah it's got it, yeah I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh, um, obviously not scientists. But. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's, yeah, 100% agree. There's a lot of, I think, potential, especially like from a fashion side, like to just include more dance mm. in the way. I think especially in high fashion, I don't, I don't know, like I just, there's the, I think it just work really well Um especially now that advertisement and a lot of brand, like the way brands are marketing is like through film or through photography or through videos, whether it be short form videos or long videos. um, That's kind of where we're kind of seeing a lot of, I mean, everything music, like when things are coming out, what are we seeing it on? We're seeing it on our phones before we're seeing it really anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah I always just think I just need to get like more ballet into like phone setting yeah like yeah that's not really saying anything like I don't know <laughs> that, that sentence really did nothing no it is, I it think is it, much, you know what I mean yeah it is all about um, just like exposing people to things and um yeah it's hard to like I think it's really hard to film ballet well though yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Especially because it's meant to be seen from one place. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like, I don't know. It, it's like something that I think people are kind of trying to figure out how that space works and definitely trying to make more like ballet assets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really tricky. I think it's just like, it's so expensive to do film. And then mm-hmm. because ballet is so long, it's like, it's a lot of money. Mm. it's a lot of money it is it is um going on to I guess like um like to wrap up the Mm. episode um I know you are doing a gala Mm. for Anna de Boisson her school her gala um at the end of the month isn't it so the end of yeah March. it's like the 26th I think okay. there's two performances there's like two performances yeah 2 30 okay like nice um what's the like what are you doing that and I guess like what's the has, I guess the process yeah short process um of that yeah um so it is basically it's this fundraising gala she has been like doing this scholarship fund I think for quite a long time Mm -hmm. Um, but it's basically to provide I think like aspiring students that come from like low socioeconomic backgrounds like the I guess the money to give them the opportunity to go on to like better schools and you know Mm -hmm. like the top training that they would need to pursue a dance career yeah um and I am performing Dying Swan in it okay nice to yeah I think to like help support and also I think like she had she was sponsored as a young girl and like I had the same thing like I I think by the end of my training I was like on full scholarship Mm -hmm. um and that really does make a big difference I think because it is so expensive to go to ballet school absolutely um like not even including all the point shoes and like everything that you need to buy Mm-hmm. So I do feel like really passionate about being able to help with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like also it's it's really funny. I go to Anna's class like as much 
as I can these days. And it is definitely like interesting to be, I think like a, I'm putting this in quotation marks, professional dancer um, to, to go take open class because I think a lot of the time like people can kind of look down on that. Um, but I find it actually like really refreshing and like much more inspiring because you see so much more joy and like so much more of like, I think what it, what it, what like ballet means to the public rather than the professional, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, she's been like a really great teacher to, for me. Like, I feel like she, she's also like given me corrections that no one has ever given me within like the last 12 or so years that I've been dancing. And I'm like, how does this like change my dancing so much? And like, how has no one told me this before? Um, so I don't know. I find that she's like such a special and important person in my life. And she's given me so much, um, like joy of dancing again, that I'm just like, you know, happy to be able to help her in any way that I can. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I love her classes and her classes. Like when everyone, anyone comes to London and like, Oh, you like what open classes do you recommend? I'm like, Anna's like, you want to go to a bad class and enjoy and yeah. enjoy it because I feel like in school you can get into this really and even yeah. you know in a work environment where the ballet class becomes a chore and you're yeah. not actually doing it for yourself anymore yeah and I think that's a, not, a really nice thing about an open class is no one's actually forcing you to go yeah so like everyone who is turning up is kind of turning up for themselves and it's really lovely to have such a mix of like you know of age abilities experience yeah that's what I you know I love being able to be in that and see that and see how other people work and look up to people that have you know done so much yeah yeah and I always find also like the environment is like you know if someone like does something good like someone will probably go and say to them, like, that was really lovely. Mm. Like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the company setting, like no one will ever acknowledge that you've done something well. And I find <laughs> that so sad that I'm like, yeah, that is so sad. You know, you'll be like sitting on the side, like, oh my God, this person is amazing. And you will never, ever say to them anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I know it's not about what other no, people but it's, think, yeah. but it is like so important to, I think when you see something good to say like wow that really touched me or like that was so beautiful mm. and I think within like because I teach on Sundays at dance works and mm-hmm. I think within like my class I always like really try to nurture that and be like you know like learn from each other and watch each other and also like tell someone if they've done something beautifully because it does really make a difference when you when you know that someone's watching you or someone has like enjoyed what you've done yeah absolutely um, so yeah, I I have no idea what I was just gonna say. I just want <laughs> mine just like turned off. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um well we'll wrap up the episode here. Yes. Um thank you so much, Patricia, for joining the podcast. And before we finish, where can the listeners find you on I mean anywhere, like any social media if yeah. you want to? Uh, yeah, I am um, at Patricia underscore Joe on Instagram. Um, I'm at patriciajoe.com 
on my website. You can shop.patriciajoe.com to buy leotards from me. Basically, if you just put Patricia Joe into anything, <laughs> something will probably come up. <laughs> Except for TikTok. Okay. I'm not on there yet. You're not on TikTok. I'm I'm I am, but I'm not. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, perfect. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. And thank you to everyone that tuned in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed and you can hear me same time next week. Bye. Bye.